Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, today we are getting soulful and really spiritual, talking about one of my favorite topics, how to connect with your spirit guides. Now, I know that maybe not everybody knows a lot about spirit guides or may not be into spirit guides, but I totally am. I listened to lots of YouTube clips about how I can connect to my spirit guides and have had some pretty cool and spooky experiences since I kind of went down that whole path a few years ago. So today I have fabulous psychic to the stars, Rebecca Gibson. Hello. Beck's here. Now, Beck is all over the spirit guides. We're going to totally talk about that. And we also have... Spirit Guide Virgin. Yes, Spirit Guide Virgin. Kaze Moss here today. Yeah, I am the newbie on the crew today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fresh. I'm You're fresh me. Before when she said that and she said I was laughing at it evil. This is not evil. I just yeah. think it's fun when people ask me questions from that place because I deal with this all the time. So then I talk about it from an advanced level and people will be like, what is this chick banging on about? So I like when people don't know anything and so then they ask me questions from – that place beginners level yeah yeah introduction yeah and it's hard to start communicating without all the jargon and stuff once you've been in the field for a while yeah Mm. so this is perfect yeah yeah so no matter who you are where you come from or what your life looks like you have spirit guides sending you helpful messages so today we're going to talk about the different types of guides how we can open ourselves up to their wisdom and communication And what do we do if maybe we feel like we're not really connecting how we would like to? Okay, well, fire the questions away at me so I can wrap my head around my languaging. Okay, well, you know what, Beg? Mm -hmm. Why don't you share about how it was that you actually came to be like a psychic medium that you first learnt about or connected with your spirit guides? Okay, well, always since I was little. So I've never kind of grown out of it. I've shut it down a lot, but I've never kind of grown out of it. But then because I went into psychiatry, so it's been 26 years, my egoic brain has been very influenced by this system of psychiatry saying that it's mad. And so for me, what I first remember seeing guides, the first memory was during abuse And so psychiatry would say that's dissociation. So I am my own skeptic. I'm like one of these psychics who has very healthy skeptical stuff. So I'm like, oh, was that a guide? Was that just me? So I understand all of that. So can do you mind if if you yeah. don't mind sharing? So what do you mean by that? You you were experiencing abuse and you as a child, and so my guides would come to me and they would say to me you need to stay away, you soul contracted this, and so you, this will form part of your life later when you're an adult. And so for me, that was very comforting. Then I would like try and cut out these experiences with spirit guides, but then I started learning spirit guides change, everything's different. There's so many different ways of looking at it, and this is completely faith-based too so there's not a lot of science around saying that spirit guides actually exist but there's not a lot of science around other religions either and so i'm such a lover of science plus spirituality so if anyone's listening to this this is faith-based this is something that you just have an unwavering knowing 
thing that I have spirit guides and that there are ways to connect and that if you don't believe it and you do have a little healthy skepticism and you do want to try it out, there are exercises that you can do for you to start getting validation from the spirit side that yes I am being guided and it's very comforting for people once they start to get into this belief yeah I already have my first question what is a soul contract okay we are souls higher consciousness Mm -hmm. that never die we're constantly experiencing life transforming ever-changing this human experience is just a blip but your consciousness your soul will continue having other experiences and so when you come here to have this earthly experience you come with these are the things that you're going to experience Mm -hmm. you don't remember when you get here until you start going through them but these are contracts that you've decided that you want to fulfill these are lessons that you want to fulfill these are things that you want to pay back like karma or things like that and Mm -hmm. so you then go through your human life trying to remember all of those and fulfilling those contracts so you can learn so you can live better and have a better experience you expand yeah yeah you become an expansive more intelligent connected in soulful being want to fill your soul with more Go to the It's really interesting. Years ago, I saw on Oprah, Dr. Brian Weiss, who wrote the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And he was the guy, I guess, he wouldn't say he discovered it, but he certainly wrote that book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And around when he was treating a patient back in the 80s, her name was Catherine. And she was living with a whole heap of anxieties and phobias that she actually was quite dysfunctional as a person. She had to sleep in a cupboard at night. She had all these phobias and stuff around water and choking and what have you. And he started treating her as a psychiatrist. So he was the head psychiatrist. I think it was at Miami University Hospital. He was a highly accomplished doctor and a Jewish man, funnily enough, and actually didn't believe in anything he was a man of science and didn't not believe in spirit gods, soul, you know, other realms, the spiritual realm or anything like that. So he started treating this woman and started using hypnotherapy on her. And he recorded, he made tapes of all the sessions. And I think it was maybe in the, I don't know, I don't know if it was the first session, maybe first or second, but she started describing past lives where she had died and he could actually attribute the phobias that she had now in the ways that she had died in previous lives and the more that they did this therapy her phobias cleared up they disappeared and then while they were having sessions she started channeling what he or she called what they called themselves the masters so he's got all these tapes and he actually played them on oprah i remember Um, the episode and i had the book yes because i was so interested in regression therapy yeah yeah that then grew from yes that experience yes and i love that he has the tapes. so he played the tapes and you could hear this woman talking but the masters talked actually about that, about your soul being born into different lives. And it actually said that, that the in-between state, which is between lives, that you're in this other dimension, heaven, I don't know, you call it whatever you like, but then you actually get reborn. And before you do that, it's like, okay, these are the lessons, like that, like you were saying, the soul contract, this is actually, you're coming and having a human experience. And because your soul is learning life lessons, and it's like they say, and I know that, Uh, it can be difficult to get your head around but they say you know you choose your parents 
You do, yeah. You choose the parents you're going to be born to because actually they will teach you things, that whole experience. Mm. Louise Hay wrote a lot about that. Dolores um, Cannon has do- countless yeah. of books of the transcripts that have come through for people that she's put under hypnosis that have gone into their higher consciousness speaking back. So that's the hypnosis that I do is the quantum healing hypnotherapy and I've done it even on my husband who's the biggest skeptic ever around this sort of thing talking about guides who's guiding them soul families what kind of consciousness that you're calling in there's also a neurosurgeon his name's even alexander, alexander yeah and he wrote proof of heaven and so i love it when it's coming from people like that so that would have been one of his soul contracts you need to develop this very rare form of meningitis it's going to affect this part of your brain and you need to be the one to start telling people that this is reality. This is where our consciousness goes. This isn't dreaming. This isn't something that yeah. we're just making up with our imagination. This is actual energy and consciousness. And so it's becoming more and more acceptable within the scientific field and especially amongst mental health practitioners, psychiatrists, talking about consciousness, talking about different kinds of therapies that you can use and that spiritual health is super important for us to be holistically healthy beings and that contacting your spirit guides is one of the most comforting things that people can do for themselves especially when they're going through hardship or they're processing trauma or something to be able to know that you're supported from higher frequency beings and you're not just doing this alone and that there is life after this life for those of you that are listening if you get a chance to read even alexander's book proof of heaven so it's amazing it's a really easy read really well written but he was a neurosurgeon surgeon neurosurgeon so he was like the total doctor scientist medical person who did not believe he was not the doctor death kind of neurosurgeon no. he was actually <laughs> he was very a- good well he is a very good neurosurgeon very well respected very educated and very experienced absolutely and he he did not believe in near death experiences he actually talks about how he'd had a couple of clients of patients who had died and and claimed they'd had near death experiences and he did not believe in that and then he bizarrely contracted this bacterial meningitis which they cannot actually trace to how he got it they cannot understand how he got it but he was brain dead state for seven days was it seven days i can't remember how long it was but he wasn't in induced coma for a long period of time and the particular area of the brain that was being attacked by the bacterial meningitis is the part that dreams and because that part was completely inactive that they were saying there's no way that you could have been dreaming. But he said that when he went to heaven, he calls it heaven, and he's, he met his guides and stuff, that there was a woman there who said that she was his sister. And she gave him all of this information. And then when he spontaneously woke up out of this coma where they Because they were going to turn the life support yeah, up. they were expecting him to die. Yeah. And so he spontaneously woke up and he told everybody and then he mentioned to his family who's this person? She says she's my sister. And then they had to divulge to him. Yeah. Because he was adopted. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't know. I don't know whether he was adopted or she died earlier. He he was adopted and say she was the biological sister. And so that was enough proof of him to realize that what had happened and the people that he'd met when he was in this coma, that there is proof of what he calls heaven and that there are spirit guides and that there is this whole other 
realms of different consciousness guiding us. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Okay, Kat's question. Question, what is the difference between, say, your knowing and your spirit guide and how do you know the difference? Double-barreled. Well, your knowing is your intuition and then Mm -hmm. you just start to tune in your intuition more. So for me, I'm using guides to help bring information through, but I'm also exercising my knowing, Mm -hmm. my senses, heightening them with increased frequency. So it's like, it's a bit of both. Because you're getting messages and signs during the day. The more you start to raise your frequency by doing things like meditation, mindfulness, coloring in, exercising your right brain instead of constantly using your left brain, doing all these different things, then you'll start noticing synchronicity signs. You'll start noticing what's called angel numbers. You'll 1111 everywhere or there'll be yeah, I always triple, get that. It's triple 11, and quadruple 11. numbers. Well, that's mm. normally the sign that people are starting to wake up and your, your guides are able to get through to you more because it's our Ego's white noise stops us from hearing what's happening from outside of our 3D senses. That other voice that steps in and says, oh, no, that can't be right. Or are you sure? Yeah. Um, yeah. What will people think? Yeah. All that. Yes. So I did a bit of research and I read up that they there are actually six types of oh, spirit more guides. than that. Okay, so I'll run through the six that I read about. So one was your archangels, Archangel Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Metatron. Yeah, that's one, yeah. So there's a a few (coughs) archangels and there's the arche, the feminine side, so the divine female of archangels, and then you've got different forms, different tiers of angels, guardian angels, and you've got passed over loved ones, ascended masters, other beings. So people will be talking about star systems like Palladians, Illyrians, or Andromedans, or Draconians. There are guides from everywhere. Your soul family, your soul itself could be your guide. Yeah. Yeah. It just... Your higher self. Yeah, your higher self. Yeah. So... I have found, and I am no expert whatsoever, but I have been really, over the years, every now and then, I, when I say every now and then, because I go, I actually go, oh, I'm trying to connect with my spirit guides. And I go, I keep wanting to hear a voice. Yeah. I keep wanting to hear a voice. question. I asked it, it because like I that. thought, from an audience <laughs> and beginner's perspective, does it sound like a voice? <laughs> so, I've had, a, I'll tell you about some of the funny experiences that I've had. Okay, so... First of all, one day I actually was lying in bed and I was relaxing, doing some deep breathing. And I was like going, okay, uh, guardian angel. I, I, I watch a lot of Lorna Byrne on YouTube and she says that she's been able to see guardian angels and angels since she was a child. And so I'm like, okay, guardian angel, what's your name? Because apparently that's something that you should do. Ask your guardian angel what their name is. Now, Lorna says that the angels are actually not human. They're not passed on what you know pa- people who died in Sandalfin. Oh, okay yeah but apparently they're they're god's beings they're not actually human at all but they like to come across and with human features so that they are relatable to us so i was lying in bed one morning i was like okay guardian angel what's your name and the name sarah popped in my head and i was like really you, your name's <laughs> your name's sarah i'm like 
Oh, and then I was like, okay, well, apparently that's what they, they do. But I was talking to my friend AJ, who's been on the podcast a few times, and she said that she has, you know, done meditations and things and tried to connect with her spirit guides. And she's actually heard a, a male voice who calls himself Eric. <laughs> But you know what, and, and those times I've had other spooky experiences where I've been sitting on the end of my bed and I've been really distraught about something and feeling really down and actually asking universe, God, source, angels, whoever, for help and guidance. And I and literally seen like the like all of a sudden the sun come shining through the trees and shining on me on the end of my bed and looking over and seeing a card on the floor and reading that card and it was a perfect message for that moment. Mm. I've had, you know, little spooky things like that happen. The other day I was like going, okay, spirit guides, okay, guardian angel, so you're there? Okay, give me a sign that you're there. And then I went for a walk with my girlfriend, Anita Elms. We walk outside and she goes, you've got a white feather that's floating above your head as you're walking along. Wow, that's an excellent sign. Yeah. I know, and I was like, is that you, guardian angel? Sarah. Is that Sarah? <laughs> but they change all the time. They yep. change. The more you change, the more your frequency raises, the more you're learning lessons, you'll get different guides depending on where you're at. Yeah. So I've had people under hypnosis where I've spoken to their guides and it's kind of like I've run a an insurance call center. I was like, can you, while the client's been under hypnosis, and so it's recorded and you get the client, like the guide to speak through the client. So mm-hmm. it's easier for the client to then take on board there's something legit in this because it's not coming from the hypnotherapist. It's coming from them themselves yeah. whilst they're under hypnosis. And it'll say, I'm just looking up those records now, I guess, just downloading those records now. It says here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Am I? have I just rung a call center? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So let's talk about what are some common ways that your spirit guides may be communicating with you that maybe you don't realize Numbers for sure. That's yeah. that. Eleven, eleven tends to be the most common thing that people start to see. Feathers is a really white common fe- one. I've heard white feathers. Yeah. yeah. Signs, like literal signs. You can be asking for guidance for something, and you'll be driving along, and you'll see a sign. Words will start to pop out at you. And I say all this as someone who works in psychiatry because this is all called magical thinking. There's diagnoses yes. for this, but this is what happens. You will start to see signs. Songs definitely are a really big one. For me now, because I'm working with this energy every day, my phone will start to open up onto random things. Like I won't touch my phone. Next minute something will start playing on YouTube or a news article will open up or somebody that I need to speak to's profile will open up on my phone because it's easier for them to use electricity. But even random people just coming up to you and saying something so bizarre and weird and you're like what was that about can be them communicating to you through somebody else do you know what i think that there's more to be done here i think we need to do another episode to kind of delve even more into yeah, this and he- yeah i think it's so juicy and i can see because the virgin is spirit <laughs> soul spirit guide virgin is well i think maybe i've been a little bit more in tune than i expected to know i love it okay Beck, sorry, rebeccagibson.com.au or you can find me at facebook and instagram rebecca gibson spiritual Strat- psychic medium spiritual strategist and kaz if people want to know and find you how can they do that 
easy peasy kazamos.com.au thank you so much for listening soul sisters part two will be coming to you very soon thank you thank bye. You, bye. bye thanks for listening to hey soul sister with mel histon what would help you on your crazy life journey email melissa at the sister code.com